Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Zip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Tuesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. You got the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Call or text 402-464-5685. Again, the show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. You have a concern you'd like here's to address. Here's something that should be illegal in our society that's not. This could go a lot of different directions. Cell phone sniping. Sniping pictures, sniping unauthorized photos. I know what you're going for. Yeah. There's a lot of tweets out there that you show up in with pictures of you. Sniped. Sniped. Unflattering. To be fair. fair, Unflattering. Some of these are screenshots from videos that people take, you know, that you're in the video and they screenshot a moment. not fair. Hey, and I'm not talking about myself. What I'm getting at is- There are a lot of ones you're a part of, though. Why? I, I don't know why you are. I'm getting I'm getting to this. Mark Whipple got sniped at the airport. Oh he did. Yeah. He's he, he was he left. He left Sunday it. night. He I was out of here. It. He flight to Arizona. Sniped. Somebody sniped him and put it on a message board. And he was with his wife boarding a plane to Arizona Sunday night. I believe it was Sunday night. Well, listen. It might have been Saturday well, hang night. Hang on a second. Is, it, is that not reporting? It's sniping. Okay, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know because as we learned out earlier in the show, Nick, I wouldn't know what reporting is. I, I couldn't yeah, tell. You don't know. I couldn't tell the way that Trev Alberts was looking at Matt Rule that he was intent and intense. I wouldn't know that. You're not trained. I'm not a trained reporter. You're not versed. I'm just. I'm just uh, You're not trained or versed <laughs> in reporting. Uh, Jake, Mark Whipple. What's, what's wrong with Mark was Whipple? Sniped. Is that bad reporting? It's not reporting. Somebody just somebody somebody was there. They surreptitiously were... took a photo of him, and and you, I you I I don't know how often you do that. I see younger people do it all the time. Robin, our friend Robin Washington, takes a picture of what? Just random stuff. The snipes. Well, we'll talk to Robin in about ten minutes and see if this is true. It's true. He'll he'll he's going to admit that. Rob Sean does it all the time too. Just snipes people. I'm always, I always Different cringe. Different moments, yeah, just yeah. Make, just to make fun of them, yeah, or, or yeah. Document it's usually, things. yeah, it's usually to make fun of. Have you ever been part of the sniping process? I don't with those snipe guys? people. I don't snipe no. people. Have they sniped you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sean has sniped me before, and I've told him no more, no more unauthorized photos. <laughs> You've said that before. Yeah. yeah. No more unauthorized. I just love that. No more unauthorized photos is an incredible thing to say to somebody. See, that's what Nick's doing right now. It's unauthorized, Nick. You shouldn't be able to take someone's photo Why without, not? Them know- without them knowing. I don't know. It's just not. I don't think it's polite. Um. There's you in a old jacket there. <laughs> it's your face on somebody in a Scottish jacket looks like there. Kilt. 
All right, let's get back to the matters. Yes, 464-5685, call or text. As always, again, the conversation today is surrounding Matt Rule, who was officially introduced at Nebraska yesterday, as as was Luke Fickle at Wisconsin at nighttime. But we focus on on Matt Rule. And we talked about in the first hour how Rule preaches physicality and toughness, and I think a lot of people perked up, including myself and you, at the press conference when he was talking about that. And how that's important and vital. It's not just something they want to do. It's something they're going to do. That's what their target is. He, he, he said, he said, you know, a lot of people, you know, they spread the field with the offense. They run the spread offenses. That's not going to be us. <laughs> that's music to a lot of people's ears. Yes. Right? hmm So, yeah, there's a lot he said. Now, okay, <laughs> Greg in South Carolina. Greg has some thoughts. Greg, let's just, Greg is not a fan of Matt Rule. Greg and Myrtle Beach adds balance. I mean, is it okay just to add some balance to this discussion yes. about Matt Rule? Now, Greg goes to Panthers games. He lives in the area. He attends Char- Carolina Panthers football games. Greg, he's a fan. Will not mind me reading this. The pro- he says this is Greg. This is Greg. The propaganda is not fooling the thousands of smart Husker slash Panther fans in the Carolinas who have watched Matt Rule suck. He lost dozens of games with crap coaching, period. That's Greg in Myrtle Beach. Greg in Myrtle Beach. Right. And adding ad- balance to the discussion, which is fine. Again, I, I, we cannot deny that it was a failure, a big failure for Matt Rule in Carolina, and you and I will not deny that. We are very aware of that. We understand he... Sucked in Carolina. But before that, he was very good at Baylor. He was very good at Temple. And as we've said one million times on this show, some coaches are not meant to be NFL coaches. Some coaches are purely college coaches. And Matt Rule found out the hard way because he had to fail in the NFL. And like you said at the press conference, he was asked about that and said it hardened him. He's ready to become a better player, a better coach. He said his failure at Carolina made him a thousand times better as a coach and as a man. He had to deal with adversity. He had to deal with the pro athlete. And he learned about dealing with the pro athlete. He learned what it's like to be on a hot seat. He was on a hot seat at the end of his second year, and it continued into his third year. Mm -hmm. He was proud that guys on the team had his back even when he was on the hot seat. That, I think, that I do think you can say that time in Carolina probably helped him in a lot of ways. Didn't help him in all ways. And it was a failure. It was a failure. He has to deal with that. But, yeah, I, I think it's convincing when he says it made him a thousand times better. As a coach and as a man, let's get to John and Lincoln. Let's do it. We have a phone call. Yep, at four six four five six eight five. John in Lincoln, you're on early break. Go ahead, John. Zip, you just you just stole my comment. I was just going to say that my favorite part of the whole press conference yesterday was when he talked about his time in Carolina, and it was hard, and it and it hardened him, and it it uh, purified what he believed in, mm-hmm. and what I know about. Jeez. What's going on with the phone? I don't know. People are dropping off We're, today. People are dropping. That wasn't even Nick's fault. That's no. just the phone's dropping off. Uh, John? John, we, we know you John, if thoughts. you want to call back, that's fine. 
now John John echoed what we were saying. Bill in Pennsylvania. Bill in Pennsylvania. My friend Bill. Bill, you're on early break. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, talk about Mickey Joseph uh, for a minute. Uh, I think he did a great job with what he was given. However, uh, moving forward, uh, if he wants to be a head coach, it more than likely has to go to a lower level, like a Mac-type place and do a bang-up job. And if he does that, it'll take two or three years, and he's almost 60 years old then. Yeah. And I mean, how many programs are going to hire a 60 mm -hmm year old close to six year old guy to, to lead the program right now it seems like guys that are in their 40s maybe early 50s but in their 40s are getting these jobs and I think uh, it would behoove him to stay at Nebraska get as much money as he can get and I don't think money is going to be a problem keeping him right. but um, he should set himself up in my opinion Losing him, uh, you're going to lose a lot of players this year. That's that's for sure. Uh, they're going to go with him wherever he goes. At least uh, a lot of the young uh, receivers are going to go wherever mm -hmm. he goes. And that's going to hurt for a year or two. But um, uh, in the long run, uh, I, I really love Mickey. I'd love Mickey to stay. I think Bill Bush, I'd be... I'd be leaning and pushing hard for Bill Bush. Um, if there was any of the, if I were, if I were Matt Rule, I would be more concerned about Bill Bush. Not only can he coach, but he can really recruit, and he can recruit nationally. I uh, just wanted to see what your thoughts were. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate the phone call. I mean, yeah, Mickey Joseph. Let's go to Mickey first. I mean, he, Matt, okay, Rule, so Matt Rule said he talked to Mickey Joseph. He has talked. He's spoken to him. Matt Rule said that. Trev, let's back it up, though. Yep. Trev did say that he had Mickey walk walk him through Mickey's vision. Mickey walked Trev through Mickey's vision. So I don't know if that if – I, 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 is Mickey among the 13 coaches – that Trev interacted with? I hope so. I, hope. I, I think he, that he made that clear it was. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, what's going to happen with Mickey? Uh, I mean, right now, I mean, again, these situations are fluid. I don't know that there's a, been a determination made. I, I don't know. I just would say at the last I heard over the weekend, I'll still be surprised if Mickey's part of the, part of the gig, a part of the Nebraska staff. I'll be surprised. I I I will. Now I'm not saying it's not happening, but I'll be surprised based on what I'm hearing. Is, is that fair? I, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious what the response is from Nebraska fans if they if and when they find out officially that Mickey Joseph is not going to be part of the staff. How how that if responds. that happens? Yeah, say if and when. Here's the thing you have to understand, and it's worth reiterating, and make I want to make it clear the potential for. It to be an issue with Mickey here is is you have to acknowledge. Okay, what happens if Nebraska gets off to a slow start next year? What if it's not even that bad? I mean, say it's like two and four. That's yep. pretty bad. Yeah, it's say it's rough. Yes, yeah, say it's two and four. Now, now you could have some developments that would make it very hard on the head coach who's trying to establish his own culture. Mm -hmm. 
head coach trying to establish his program and his culture, his way of doing things with players. Players, okay, these players that gravitate towards Mickey might gravitate towards Mickey, right? What if they're what if they're in his yeah. office? We, we discussed that earlier. Say that's that's the major con. There's not many cons with Mickey, but that is a big con if you're if you're worried about the culture of what guys are listening to who. But it's not only internal; it's external. That's internal. External is sipping Jake on the radio saying, "Did they hire the wrong guy? Maybe this should have been Mickey." Now then, what do you have if you're Trev? A you have a, a, a yeah, you have a mess. Disastrophe. The minute Trev puts Mickey Joseph in the interim chair, it severely diminishes Mickey's chances to be part of the staff going forward. These things we have to learn from this. This won't. Ha- this could happen again. These scenarios could play out again. ADs have to learn from this type of thing. The second, the second that Trev put Mickey Joseph in the interim chair, it diminished Mickey's chances of being back here. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No, you're right. absolutely right. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. The Tulsa job's open. The Tulsa job. Man, Mickey would make Western a lot of Michigan's sense. Western Michigan's open. The, 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 Tulsa would make more sense. The, Tulsa would make a lot of sense for Mickey. Close to Oklahoma, close to Texas, closer to the south. Um Get us get get established in a job like that. Maybe get established quickly, and then try to make it go in a power five. You know what else might open up here soon if it's not official? I mean, Tulane might be open up mm. with Fritz going to Georgia Tech. Possibly well, that's, right. that's Louisiana. That's, that's, that's New Orleans. That's New Orleans. That's right down. You can walk to Tulane's campuses yes. from the French Quarter. That makes it's more sense walk. to me than Tulsa if, if if they wanted to go that route. Now again, they they might want a guy with more experience, and Mickey's a head coach, but. That's someone that knows the state of Louisiana very, 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 very well. Mm-hmm. We have to – we do this, and it's natural, and it's, it's – we're human beings, and we're emotional. Much of the discussion about Mickey is emotional, right? It's, a, it's based in emotion. Do you agree? Yes. Well, it, here, here – I want to read this text because this is a concern with, with the whole Mickey situation. This is, this is from Miss, uh, Mississippi Mud Dog says this. If Mickey is not part of the staff, Rule will alienate himself from a big portion of the fan base off the bat. Reminds me of Bill Callahan not retaining Bo Pelini back in the day. Hmm. Bo Pelini yeah. was here for the one in 03. Yeah, a quandary. Then yeah. was the interim head coach for the bowl game. It's a quandary. Was not retained by Callahan. And what was the biggest problem in the Callahan era? Mm-hmm. Defense. Right. The Mickey situation wasn't resolved yesterday so we didn't have to deal with it now we have to deal with it we're gonna have to deal with it by friday i think today's tuesday we're gonna find we gotta learn some things here today and tomorrow right the coaches can go out on the road and go into homes on friday and they can bring visitors to campus on friday rule has to have most of his staff in place there has to be an answer on mickey by friday one would think, right? Yes. Now, would it? Do I agree with Mississippi Mud Dog? Would it alienate a large portion of the fan base if Mickey isn't part of it? I don't know. It depends where Mickey would. If, if Mickey, mm. if Mickey heads to another, like, what if Mickey gets the Tulsa job? That's not going to happen in, no. in that time. If but, he becomes a head coach, then you, yeah, you celebrate no him. But if he yeah. goes to becomes a, a, a same role at Nebraska as a receivers coach or an associate head coach, uh-huh. then yeah, that, that's going to be some alienating there. But if, if he's going to be a head coach, then no. You say, How much alienating, though? 
significant alienating or some or a few people going to be a little well you're going to have you know again you're going to have some you know concerns about recruiting but Matt Rule's going to say hey I got my own guy like, I've got a guy that helped me build in Evan Cooper mm-hmm. these other places so some of this comes down to your your trust level your level of trust in Matt Rule and Trev Alberts absolutely um I don't it wouldn't alienate it, I wouldn't feel like I don't know if you have to feel alienated in that scenario. It's the business, Jake. That's the coaching business. It happens all the yes. time. And I mean, I'd love to see Bill Bush be part of this staff, but I also understand it from the other side. Trev addressed this. If if he if he were being wooed by a school to be their AD and the president or chancellor or both were telling him okay, we'd like to hire you, but there's going to be your athletic department executive team is going to have to include these three people. I think that would be a deal breaker for some ADs who would say, no, this is, this. now wait a second, this is my department, right? And you're mandating I keep three of yeah. the six people on the executive yes. team? That's not really my department Mm-mm. then, is it? Nope. So... I, I'm always, always hesitant in these discussions when people say you must keep these people. No, 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 no. That's not the way this works. You just hired a CEO, mm-hmm. coach, and you're paying him $9 million. Those kind of guys don't get to those positions by just signing off on who you tell them to hire. Right? I, I would, it would give me some pause Actually, if they if he just nods his head and says, "Okay, right, yeah, you hired me to bring in the best staff possible." Well, Mickey could fall under the category of best staff possible. What I'm suggesting is you have to trust your coach to make those decisions, right? That's true. Yeah, and and we laid out a con that's pretty significant. That's a pretty significant con. yeah, a slow. If if Mickey's retained and they have a slow start, that is that is nightmare fuel for Trev Alberts and this fan base. It's real talk, Jake. It is real talk. So that again, if you're if you are Matt Rule, do you want to eliminate that off the bat and say I don't want to have this scenario? He's trying happen. to establish a program. He is. You don't want to have that kind of bad juju off the bat with somebody that you retained on the staff working against the notion of moving forward. Yep. I'm sure people are not going to like that conversation. We will have. News on that by the end of the week, I'm sure. Yeah. We've got Mickey's status, if he's here or not. I don't know about the end of the day, but no. end of the week. End of the week, I think we'll have some knowledge if he will be here or not. Robin Washit is next on Early Break on the Ticket.